0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money. From student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth, we will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello and welcome to another College Investor Audio Show. Hope it's been an awesome day so far. Today, the ultimate guide to income sharing agreements. Well, let's just be honest, the rising balances of student loans, that's pretty much a major problem. The problem tends to be especially pronounced among former students who fail to secure high paying jobs after graduation. Maybe you've been there. One solution that seems to be gaining some traction is income sharing agreements. These are kind of like loans where students repay a set percentage of their income for a set period of time. Are you considering a school with an income sharing agreement? Before you sign the papers and your life away, I'm kidding, (laughs) here's what you need to know about these agreements. So an income sharing agreement, or ISA, is a substitute or a supplement to a student loan program. Under an ISA, a student has all or part of of their tuition paid for. In exchange for covering the upfront cost of tuition, the student agrees to pay a set portion of their tuition back to the university for a period of time. For example, a university may cover a $10,000 tuition payment right now. Upon graduation, the student dedicates a set percentage, say 6% of their income, to the university for a fixed period of time, let's say 10 years. In this example, if the student earns $40,000 her first year after graduating, she will pay $2,400 per year or $200 a month. As her income rises, so does her payment. For example five years out of university she may earn eighty thousand dollars annually in that case she will pay forty eight hundred per year or four hundred per month however if she cuts to part-time in a year in year seven let's say after she you know gives birth to a child for example and she earns just twenty thousand a year her payment will be twelve hundred dollars or a hundred dollars per month right now income sharing agreements are offered by select universities or training programs They are not part of the federal student loan program. So how does an income sharing agreement compare to a student loan? ISAs have certain similarities to student loans. You'll get money for education today, and you'll repay that money in the future. But in many ways, it's better to compare an income sharing agreement to a tax rather than a loan. With a loan, you can pay off a set amount as quickly as you want, thereby reducing the total amount you pay. With an income-sharing agreement, you pay a set percentage of your income, no matter how much or how little you earn. People who earn more, pay more. People who earn less, pay less. Now, income-sharing agreements can be a reasonable way to pay for your education. But before you sign up for that agreement, let's take a look at some pros and cons. Pros Manageable payments on a low income. I mean, that's a good thing. The amount you pay will never rise above a set percentage of your income. This makes the payment a little bit easier to handle on a low income. Repayment ends after a set time. So the repayment periods range from 30 months to a decade. But under all the ISAs, your obligation expires after a set period of time. So that's a pro too. Now, here are some of the cons you might have to pay with a low income under most income sharing agreements you will always pay some amount of money to the university no matter how little you earn a few arrangements offer protection for low income borrowers so you pay nothing if you earn less than 20 grand annually by contrast under income driven repayment plans available for federal student loans you may pay zero a month for your loans at that payment level your total debt burden will grow but your cash flow won't feel so tight Another con is you may overpay over time. If you end up earning a lot of money, the total you repay to the school may far outweigh the amount you borrowed to pay for tuition. Another con is you'll still have to deal with other loans. In most cases, income sharing agreements are taken on in addition to other loans. Unlike federal loans, which can be consolidated into a single low payment, You'll have to fulfill your income sharing obligation and any debt obligations you have, too, on top of that. It's not regulated. So these arrangements aren't regulated the way that student loans are. While most are designed to benefit the student, some are just expensive ways to pay for school. So here's when to consider an ISA. Income sharing agreements typically make the most sense under two circumstances. Number one, when you can use the agreement to completely avoid student loan debt. Juggling student loan debt and an ISA payment can make cash flow feel really tight, to say the least. (laughs) But managing one payment could make a lot of sense. The second time to consider an ISA is when you're considering a low-paying field. If your first stop out of university is the Peace Corps, an overseas ESL position, or a ministry position you probably won't earn a ton of money. That means your payment under the ISA will be low and your total obligation will be fulfilled after a set time. That's far better than taking on student loan debt where your obligation can grow over time if you can't make the payments. Here's some schools that offer ISAs. Income sharing agreements aren't widespread. However, there are some major universities offering the program. Here are just some of them. Some accredited schools include Clarkson University, where you pay 6.2% over a 10 period. Competitive entry, 20 students per year. So there's a lot of people kind of trying to jockey for position on this. Colorado Mountain College, it's a 60-month agreement for 4% of your income. And if you learn or if you earn less than 30 grand, you actually pay nothing at Colorado Mountain. Another one is Purdue University offers this too, up to $10,000, 3.1% of your income over the course of a hundred months. So don't earn too much if you do that. Uh, (laughs) The University of Utah is actually 2.85% of your income for three to 10 and a half years, depending on the amount you borrowed, which could be three to $10,000 to fill in the gaps of funding. Another one, Lambda School. It's actually a non-university training school. This one's a little bit hefty. 17% of your income over the course of 24 months. No payments, though, unless you earn at least 50 grand. And you never pay more than $30,000 for it, too, no matter what. So that's good. And that's just a couple of ideas, too. If you're kind of looking into this, you can see all kinds of different resources and the list of all of the major universities, too. I just ran through a few of them. But you can find it all at CollegeInvestor.com. I hope this was helpful. If it was, you can share it with a friend who might be going through some of these types of things. Thanks again for listening. You are amazing. And we'll talk to you next time.